everybody. My name is John Meyer and welcome to the John Meyer Podcast. This is actually a very special podcast that we have happening and going on. Today we're talking with Barless UJ. He's a co-founder of Caddyshack and our topic today is why are you selling on AWS Marketplace? You know what? This is a huge and very interesting topic. So we're going to get started because we are live in San Francisco right now. This recording is going to go out in a couple of weeks, but this is a very hot topic come from a very important man. All right, Barless, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, John. Barless, before we get to AWS Marketplace, because as an ex-Amazonian and dealing with Marketplace, it was a lot of value for partners, not only for sellers as well. Let's hear a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. So I came from Amazon as partner manager for the East Coast for SMB and Startup. And I ran about 130,000 accounts, not Greenfield, regular accounts across 18 teams and 85 sales folks. And every day my job was to speak to CEOs and CROs. Uh, and I was scheduled every 30 minutes on how best to work with AWS. So I kind of built up some muscle memory and advised a lot of people. And so when I left AWS, me and my partner, Brett, kind of came up with this idea of awesome partners and we helped out a lot of partners. And then Caddyshack just kind of formed. Last uh, two Decembers ago, we decided to kind of open up a, a chime room, a private chime room. Within the first couple hours, we had 27 of the largest partners in AWS. And fast forward to today, we're hitting uh, 412 countries and we have a combined revenue of $100 billion that's between all of the partners. So we did 28 events last year and we're planning on doing uh, fireside chats every Monday between now and the end of the year with AWS senior managers. Nice. What does Caddyshack stand for? You know, that's that's a question I get quite a bit and everyone thinks it's just because of the movie, but Caddyshack actually stands for Cloud Alliance Director eShack. So when we came up with awesome partners, we we're like, how do we create kind of a word that hasn't been out there? We started thinking Cloud Alliance Director, CAD. We thought, why not Caddyshack? So we coined the term CAD and now that's being used widely by AWS and we created Caddyshack. And so now we're we are the largest AWS Alliance affinity group. We call it a partner alliance community, our pack. And we're the largest one in the world. Okay, here's a little side question. Has anybody came after you from the movie and said, <laughs> hey, listen, you're using our name. You're not allowed to. <laughs> I, I wish they would, because if they did, then I'd get all this press. This Caddyshack There's guy. no bad publicity, yeah, right? And, None. And there's only one D as opposed to two. So, <laughs> But if I could get Bill Murray to come and do one of our events, which I will get him one day, but to book that guy is crazy. Have you heard the story of how you book Bill Murray? No, not at all. So Bill Murray doesn't accept calls from agents. You have to find this specific voicemail. After he says these crazy, horrible things in the voicemail, you've got to pitch him on the voicemail to see if he wants to do the event. And if he wants to, he'll call you. <laughs> if he doesn't, you'll never hear from him. So your agent can't do anything for you. So uh, you got to come up with something really inventive. So hopefully we'll get Bill one day. Oh, wow. So Bill, if you're watching this, Barless has a great Please. pitch for you. Don't worry. He'll find the voicemail. He'll, he'll pitch I you will. on the idea. I will. And I will call every hour. All right. So I got to tell you, I like the name. Search for it. When I see it, it just... It brings me back to watching the movie over and over and over again. In fact, I got a pair of 
So there's an event that's happening today hosted by Caddyshack. Just going on with the theme, I bought a pair of awesome shorts to wear. I'll put a picture out there that you could see. I might tie it to this, this video. And you were inspired. I inspired by this of all the other stuff you do. And I was like, wait, what are you doing? You know what? I got to go something, do something <laughs> extreme. Yeah. So let's talk about AWS Marketplace. What is AWS Marketplace? So AWS Marketplace is a financial system or process that allows you to check out directly on AWS's systems. So just like you go into amazon.com and buy things and you check out that way, it allows you to check out directly on AWS's system using their monthly billing program. So whatever you buy will be billed on the next billing cycle with your AWS bill, which makes it so much easier to work with, you know, buy things and allows you to break up the payments into 12 equal payments as well. So uh, it's exchanging CapEx into OpEx and that's CFOs love that. That's actually very extremely important going forward with from a business perspective. Here's how I see Marketplace is now I don't actually have to go out and source vendors and source products and source actually stuff. I can go in there and select it and if I want to demo it and try it and, and do the products from a buying standpoint, right? I'm, a, I'm the end user and I'm like, uh, oh wow, look at this awesome subscription. I can go ahead and grab it and then I can you know, utilize this product. That's where I see the value of doing the marketplace. Our topic today is, you know, why are you only selling on AWS Marketplace? What do you mean? Well, you know, there's a lot of folks that are in Caddyshack and partners that are trying to work with AWS. When they hear the word marketplace, they automatically think of oh, I can sell on the marketplace. And yes, you can, and that's a great way of doing business. But AWS also looks at how you buy on the marketplace. And a lot of people forget that, you know, you're spending an average tech partner has at least 25 partners or customers or vendors that they use. Those vendors are probably on the marketplace. So if you're buying and selling, that's that much more that you're leaning into AWS. So the number one question I get from CEOs, CROs, CISOs, everybody, is how do I get AWS salespeople and senior management at AWS to look at me as a company? Well, marketplace is really easy. You're already spending the money. You're already spending 100,000, 50,000, whatever it is on these 25 vendors. Might as well put it through the marketplace and then AWS will see each one of those transactions and your company's name will be on that many more lists for AWS people to see. So not only buy on the marketplace, but sell on the marketplace. That's the question is why are you only selling on the marketplace? You should also be buying on the marketplace. But you brought up a, a, another good point. When I'm thinking of Amazon, like me personally, I'm going through Facebook and I see all these cool doodads, right? <laughs> You're like, oh my God, it's a pen knife that fits in your wallet. And you know, it's got a picture of your child on it. And that's the coolest thing ever. But it's some website in China that you're like, oh my God, I can't put my credit card information mm -hmm. in that. Yep. So what do I do? It's like, go search for it on Amazon. I know it's secure. I know they've got my payment information. I have a process. If that vendor screws me over, that I can go to Amazon and go, hey, this wasn't what they said. And then they will make it right. And I think a lot of people forget that in the marketplace that when someone sees your product and they're like, well, should I buy it? Should I not buy it? They're more likely to buy it on the Amazon marketplace 
than they are to go directly to you if they're already buying from the Amazon marketplace. If that makes it's sense. a trust factor, yeah. right? It's a they already trust factor. As, as a customer, we've all bought something off of Amazon. Now buying it off of the AWS marketplace, they start to realize, well, I trust them to ship me two-day prime. Uh, I'm, I'm going to trust them with my transaction right. and you know, kind of utilize their product, their services. It's already been vetted for me. There's already a workflow to work directly with the vendor or a partner and engagement. But you indicated on Amazon, if I have an issue, I have somebody to talk to. Does that apply in the marketplace? It does. And not in the exact same way that it would on Amazon.com. Yeah, I can't go fit, return, yeah. get my QR yeah. code. And get, You're not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I can see that. But um, let's say as a company, uh, if I was ABC company, and I sold products to all of these Amazonian customers, and those customers are coming back and saying, hey, this product isn't what it's advertising it should be. Amazon's going to take a look at that and it's going to either reduce their level of being able to sell or get them into a lower bracket. For you to get to the higher levels as a partner with AWS, which starts off at, I think, registered, select, and then advanced, and then if you're an ISV, ISV, uh, accelerate, and if you're a consulting, uh, then it would go to Premier. For you to go up, you have to prove that your product works through well-architected reviews or by being able to do an FTR, a foundation, uh, foundation technical review. And so you gotta prove it to Amazon that or AWS that your product works and you've got to explain that to an SA who can also replicate what you're doing. So that way Amazon, when they say it works and they're, you're in this program, they've already tested it out. So that's nice as opposed to, you know, just going to any Joe Blow company that's not in the marketplace. So your product, their product's already been uh, vetted. It's already went through a rigorous review from PSAs to SAs. The, uh, technical foundational review that you were talking about, the FTRs that we were talking about, is in a two-year process. Every two years, they actually have to take this product mm -hmm. and go through the reviews. Well-architected, real quick, touch on well-architected. Absolutely, so when I first started off at AWS, there wasn't any partner jobs available, so I started off as a account manager for the first six months. And I had 10 accounts, and every single one I scheduled a well-architected review. And basically, the SA that's assigned to you can come in and sit down with your customer and spend four hours, pretty much, asking every possible question. How are you handling security? How are you handling the PII of your customers? What happens if something bad happens in this program? Or how are you capturing data? What is the customer experience? And what a well-architected review does is it asks you so many questions. It makes you think, oh, I don't have that oh, maybe I should start thinking about this because we are so laser focused on what we're providing to the customer that sometimes we don't know all these ancillary things that we should be doing to make their experience better. And that's what a well-architected review does. And it's the first stage of getting into higher level partners. And then of course, it's a foundational technical review where you do the same thing, but then you also have a menu, like almost like a compliance structure that you have to say in this if this happens, what is your plan? Who's responsible for this? If this happens, how does the customer you know, escalate? These are the questions that need to be answered and documented before AWS will sign off on your FTR, which is really great because then you can go into funding mechanisms. You can get into things like you know Jeff Grimes's global startup programs, getting into more advanced programs. So FTRs are super, super important. They're important and critical. Barless, 
does being on the marketplace uh, selling or even buying really set you apart from other partners? That's a really good question. I would say no. Not because it doesn't set you apart from other partners, but it's at this point it's table stakes. Like if you want to be a partner with AWS and AWS wants to take time and effort to make you successful, what they see and can, and can prove that you're doing is marketplace. Like you can put things into ACE all you want and say, I'm closing this, I'm closing that, I'm closing that. AWS doesn't have a way of tracking that revenue because it's in your system. You can say it's 500,000, but mm-hmm. you know, they don't really know for sure yeah. unless they audit you. Marketplace is up to date. So they can see exactly what money you're making with them. And when there's a list at the end of the month and it says, you know, here's the top companies that have been, you know, working with Amazon and really leaning in by putting all your, your opportunities into marketplace, they can go, oh, this company of here, they put everything in marketplace. We're really going to take the time and effort to work with them more because they're taking the time and effort to work with us using our process. My partner, Brett, and my other partner, Michael, something that they say a lot on stage is when you're dealing with AWS, AWS is not part of your channel program. You are part of AWS's channel program, which is a different mindset. You can't think that, oh, I'm going to control AWS by bringing them deals. That's not going to happen. That's so. a misconsumption with a lot uh, where they assume that I worked for a company that we actually went out to AWS and I knew this was the wrong approach and be like, no, you can't do this, but they wanted to. And what happened was they're like, hey, listen, we want you to bring us more deals. <laughs> and the PDM at the time was like, okay, well, show us how you're all in or you're committed to AWS. What have you done? What, where's your marketing plan? Where's your engagement? Where's all your stuff, whatever it is. And they're like, no, 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 you're supposed to bring us deals. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not how it works. Real quick, what is ACE? ACE is the AWS Customer Engagement Program. Uh, and basically it's the way that AWS brings in or imports opportunities from companies. They go into ACE and they'll fill out a certain criteria, what the name of the company is, the band, who you're talking to, what the budget is, uh, when do they plan on closing, why it's a good idea for that customer to buy that product. And then they throw that into ACE and it gets validated by the ACE team. And then from once it's validated from the ACE team, it's given to a bunch of ISMs to go over and to validate it again. And then once they validate it and say, okay, this is looks like a, a genuine deal, then it gets given to the account manager and the account manager can either work on it or not. But a very important thing that I think most companies don't realize, and I have the same conversation with CEOs, I would say at least three times a day. And that is AWS has 300 plus products to sell all on their own. And they have a 50% growth number using those products alone. And when you're asking an account manager to take time out of his day to sell your product or look at opportunities you've put into the system, you better be ready to be able to have a real ask when they reach out to you. And you better have put your homework in onto the details of that opportunity. Or these guys don't have enough time to spend on 15,000 partners around the world that are constantly trying to put opportunities in. You've got to stand out. A marketplace is table stakes. You have to be on marketplace. That's getting you in the door. When you say you have to be on marketplace, 
Give me an example of the types of products and services that are on Marketplace. And then let's walk backwards in there and like, how do we get there? Very easily. So there's multiple partners that can get you onto Marketplace or you can do it yourself. The types of products you'll find on Marketplace are actually, it's a, a very good question because you can either be public or you can be private on Marketplace. Well, we got we to gotta talk about this private stuff because <laughs> it gets a little complex and, and not complex, but to understand the value of one versus the other. But let's talk about the products and service first, then we'll get into the private stuff. Sure. Uh, mostly Marketplace is going to be ISVs or independent software vendors. And uh, there's other ways of saying it, but I always call it independent software vendors. And that's because it's a quantifiable product that you can sell. Like it's a software you're selling licenses or you're selling a SaaS to use a product. Uh, and then on Marketplace itself, there's also consulting. But those consultings are usually more of, this is what we do, here's the software vendors that we promote, you can buy them through us with CPPO or not. But most of the things that are on that are on Marketplace are ISVs and um, they're selling a product. But the public and the private portion becomes such a crazy, it's, saying, it's a question everyone asks. Which one should we do, public or private? Okay, before we get to the public or private, you talked about the consulting stuff, and I actually listed one of my services on oh, the marketplace sweet. back in August, September, uh, as for workshops, AWS workshops, and going through them. And it was, a, I want to say, a very detailed and thoughtful process that you had to go through, because they don't want anybody to just slap their stuff and hopefully they get a win, right? Right. It's a full-on process that you have to go through. You have to think through the exact same problems and solutions and troubleshooting that a customer would experience because they don't want any bad customer experience going Absolutely. through Absolutely. So listing mine as a consulting services to do this type of work, I didn't even know it was possible. I stumbled upon it for some reason and I'm like, oh, I thought only products and services can go on this. So it's really cool that I could list this as a consulting offer. But from a products and services standpoint, there's public and private. I have a bunch of questions for that, but help me understand the difference between the two. Sure. So on the public site, you have to have a public site no matter what. There's just no question about it. AWS is not going to let you be on Marketplace without having a public offering. That public offering can be... When you say public offering, it's public on the Marketplace or public on your website. Like you have a... a public on the Marketplace. Okay. So if you go to AWS Marketplace, you can put in a company's name and you'll be able to see what they do. They can either sell a product, they can have a bring your own license program, or they can have it as a CPPO if it's an SI. But basically the public one is, it's not a negotiable product. It's more of a commodity. So like, let's just say, and I'll throw CrowdStrike in there because they're the top security company in my mind anyway for endpoints. They can put in 5,000 endpoints equals this dollar amount, 10,000 equals this dollar amount. And it's not really going to change as much, right? So between 5,000 and 10,000, you, you buy it and that's what you get. And you can buy it in blocks. That's a commodity. But something like a company that is, like let's say Workspan, who is selling an integration uh, translation layer between AWS's ACE system and that company's CRM, that pricing is going to possibly change. It's going to go up, go down based on how many users or what you're putting in together, whether it's on multiple cloud. And so that price gets negotiated. And whenever you have a negotiated price, you have to go into private. And the companies that, that stumble doing public or private is they'll throw it into public. And what will happen is someone two o'clock morning will think they have a great product and they'll buy it. 
And next thing you know, they've bought the wrong thing or they bought too much of something or not enough of it. And they have a bad experience because they're not walking through a salesperson explaining what you should buy, mm -hmm. what you shouldn't buy. They're doing it all themselves. So I can't tell you how many times I've been on the side of where I've had to walk back a deal. It leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth. But with the private offer, it's the exact same thing that you're doing right now as a direct sale. However, you're at the end of your EULA and when you're, you're signing things or you're saying, yes, I agree to this, you click on a button or a link. That link takes you to AWS. You tell AWS, yes, I agree that this amount will be on, this amount will be on my next bill. Mm -hmm. And then when AWS sends its bill, it's due on demand, they pay for the AWS bill and they pay for the partner's bill at the same time. So that's why private offers are, are why AWS makes so many of them and why they incent their, their salespeople to do it. Okay. So on a public side, I can just go in there and click and, you know, get the subscription or product, right? And on the and I don't have a salesperson to deal with. Right. Some people like that, right? They just want to go do that. But on the private side, is there the salesperson engagement interaction that yes. happens? And that's a lot of things where it's missed in some cases where people might not like salespeople, but they're very educated on the product. They're very knowledgeable and not all salespeople are bad. I've had this sure. conversation. It all depends on who you're dealing with and that they're really trying to help you solve a problem. Going with a private offer, why would I even do public? Well, AWS won't let you do it private without having a public offer. But as a somebody buying, right? So I go in, let, let, let's talk about CloudStrike, right? Sure. I know they got private offers. Mm -hmm. I go up there and I see they've got this offer in their public interface, right? And I'm like, man, I want a private offer. I can get a better deal. Right. Why Why would I even go public? Why would I ever purchase a public? Why shouldn't I just always say, assume everybody has a private and go to the private route? That's an education question, right? Because I think that everyone should have only private, even CrowdStrike. But the, the problem becomes in educating your customers. You don't have access to them when they're buying no. on public. And I'll give you a good example. We were, uh, I was with Yellow Brick back in the day and we had a $1 offer. So you pay us a dollar, we give you 30 days of our product. That was on the private side. So we sent that out to everybody. Two or three of those guys that got that email, $1 equals whatever, they went out and bought the full product on the public side for like, you know, $50,000, $60,000. And they're like, why did you charge me $60,000? I thought it was a dollar. Well, you went to the public side and you bought, well, I don't need that. So then they, it was this long hoopla of trying to back people out, but they didn't, they didn't need to do that, right? Yeah. So they, it's educating people about your product before they buy. Whereas on public, they better know what they're buying. Like, I know this product really well. I know what I want. I'm going to buy this. Or, you know, it could be for renewals or escalations or, you know, increasing the sales of something. But if your customer doesn't know exactly what they want, they're wanting a price break, they have to go private. I can see, you know, not understanding, and it's the educational part where they go public and they just click and buy, I want this now, I don't have time to talk to somebody, right? A lot of companies offer a free version on the marketplace. Here's a free one right. you can test out up to so many X amount and test it. And if you want to buy, then don't buy public. In my opinion, it's almost like going to buy a car, right? right? You don't pay the sticker price. You talk to the salesperson, you pay the less price. Or if you're doing Carvana, then you're going negotiating your price. But you're still, there's always a point that you can save some money. Am I wrong? 
I, I don't think that you're wrong. Um, but Carvana is a really good example, though. Like, right. that is a really good example because I bought three cars from Carvana, right? And you really don't have a choice. That's the price they give yep. you. It, that's your, you're buying that. If that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. So that's a public offer, right? That's right a public there. offer. But if you want the private offer, you walk to a dealership or go to a dealership. Or, or buy it from somebody who's selling it from their house. Yeah, yeah, that's and another one. Because that's always negotiable. That's negotiable. <laughs> yeah. So Carvana is not, not negotiable, but that's that's the way a public offer is. It's just non-negotiable. And how many of us are like, I'm going to wait till the end of the quarter. And I'm going to sign on the very last day and I'm going to get the best deal ever. Well, <laughs> that's not public. So whatever's on the public site on day one, the cost is going to be the same on 365. Yep. It doesn't change. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you might want. Like, oh, yeah, you know what? I like this car, but I want it in, you know, I don't want the leather seats. I don't care. I, I'll take cloth seats. Or I don't care if the bed liner is in there. I'll do it myself. Like, you can't customize your pricing unless you're doing a private offer. And private offer is so much better anyway. Because, like you said, you get the economy, uh, the the lower costs from economies of scale. You get to, um, you know, maybe you want to have something in the contract that says, I want John to be my account manager. You can't do that in a public offer. Now, let's actually talk about the customization portion of it. You said that we have to have a public offering to have a private offering. Can I customize that private to a certain degree? Oh, 100%. Not a degree, everything. The private offer is basically exactly what you're doing right now, except it uses the marketplace as a financial tool. So instead of saying, do you want to pay by credit card? I want to pay by credit card. I want to pay by ACH or I want to pay by marketplace. It's just you click that button. As soon as you say that, a link is created, and once the customer hits that link and accepts the responsibility of the payment, that payment is going to be on their next bill with AWS. It's that so easy. It, it, so it's basically, now wait a second, so it's basically like shopping on Amazon. I can just go buy, buy, and, but it doesn't show up at my door in a nice little prime box. Not in a nice <laughs> little prime box, but you should be getting a link for the software that you're buying like immediately. One of the things, and, and I know that, that this pisses off some people, but it shouldn't, is that it bypasses a lot of the red tape. When you're dealing with vendor management office and you're saying like, hey, I want to bring this vendor in and they're like, oh, I need the W9, I need to get them into our system, I need, you know, let's talk about, let's talk to their customers. A lot of times a CIO can find something on the marketplace and buy it and have it in their hands by the end of the day. And then it just gets added to their AWS bill. Uh, so it becomes a lot easier. And plus, something we didn't talk about yet is Marketplace's standard agreement. If you're willing to take on the standard licensing agreement that AWS will provide for you, then lawyers that normally will pour over a contract, they don't want to have to spend time doing that. Oh, it's the AWS standard agreement that I've already approved 10 times? Great. Rubber stamp. Done. Nice. Like That moves things more at the speed of business than moving at the speed of your vendor management office when they can get to it. And, you know, a lot of VMOs don't like that you can do things to the marketplace because it does bypass a little bit. But what it does is it frees up their time so that they can do other things and buy other things, which, you know, having it all in one neat space is actually really, really good for them. Typical procurement process for this was like six months, 12 months, whatever it is. Now you can actually get something off the marketplace within minutes. It, does that apply to private offers? Private offers, can I do the same thing with it? 
because when I was at AWS, it was sometimes the customization portion is what it had to go back to the vendor. Vendor did the customization, but sure. then they would send me a link and get it done. Was for me it, like twenty four hours, forty hours. They would get it right right sure. away back versus the whole of six months process. Yeah. Well, there's there's a couple things there. Like one, the AWS marketplace, you could get the license to have a product. Whether that product is going to be specifically designed for you, like when I was at Armor Security, you would buy it, but then they had to install it. It took a little while to install, yeah. and so they needed to talk to you and say, "How do you want to install it? Where do you want to install it? How okay, do you want?" So, install, so I gotcha. all of that stuff would take time, but the actual buying of the license, instant. You know, buying a license. If you ever think about like, okay, uh, and I'm not throwing VMware under the bus or anything, <laughs> but VMware like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know where I'm oh, going with Mayfield, yes. Yes, but the VMware license year renewal every year took tw you know like six months just to renew it because they had to go through all the that, the hassle. But here, buying a license on the marketplace and then utilizing through the installation some where the customization of it, you wanted to make sure it was done correctly. But it's, I think the marketplace has definitely added a secure, a trust and an efficient factor where they can buy something quickly turn around install it just like developers and engineers want to do mm -hmm. right here's how i look at it if there's a product that i want to buy and test out i want to do something for my company i want to install something right if the process takes longer than an hour to get that email or to demo it i'm on to somebody else's product sure Plain and simple i ain't got time to do, go yeah, through i don't it. have that time either and that's exactly that's exactly right. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So Tackle, one of our favorite marketplace push companies, when in one of my customers that I was helping get onto the marketplace, we suggested Tackle. And Tackle, from the start of when we said yes, in the morning, they sent us their marketplace link. By 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it was signed. And then within five days, and I, this isn't typical, but you know, I lit a fire under under yep. uh, Brian Denker, one of my good friends. And within five days, we were up and running on Marketplace. Like so, from beginning to end on Marketplace, ready to do business was five days. No signature to fully working five days. I mean, you can't do that by yourself. You have to have a mechanism, and Marketplace is that mechanism. I'll let you in on a little thing. When I was at AWS. Tackle was my partner and oh, they were nice. working on this. Nice. This is what they were doing and being efficient. I was like, nobody else does this. If you can expedite the process and go through all the stuff, I said, you'll be gold not only to customers, vendors, partners, but to AWS because the faster that they can get on the marketplace, the faster they get the public offers, the private offers, it's a win-win to both sides of it, including the customer who can actually utilize the product right away. Nice. And uh, I've got to deal with with uh, Brian uh, Denker and with Sanjay, that if I mention Tackle publicly every time, Sanjay's going to send me a t-shirt and a sweater. <laughs> there you go. And by the way, I've said it a couple of times, just yes. letting you know, and you were my partner, just saying, just throwing that out there. Yes. All right. So, Barless, before we wrap things up, I mean, how can Caddyshack help me? That's really what I want to understand. I mean, even with the marketplace guidance, hands-on encouragement, even this educational, you have a blog out there, but really, how can you help? That's a good question. So um, every Monday, um, we do a fireside chat with managers of AWS, 
that I'm not allowed to mention who is on these fireside chats except to my membership. But I can tell you it's from the very, very, very top on down to every segment lead that you could possibly imagine on how to get the off menu menu of to be a better partner with Amazon. And so when they come, they're like, okay, look, number one question I ask is what problem do you see partners running into all the time? What is the thing that they shoot themselves in the foot with every single time? And you'll hear these stories and you're like, oh, I do that. Having access to a private chime and a private LinkedIn, we have 10 questions on average asked a day. And every question has about four answers to it on average. So it's like having a super expert that you can ask any question. How do I get my MDF dollars? Has anyone seen the latest application for this? Who in the migration evaluator team is uh, ready for us to have a great conversation? All of these things add up to being a fantastic solution for anyone who's in Caddyshack. Okay, so the off menu, that's like going to a restaurant and be like, okay, it's not on there, but you know what? I can help you get there and expedite the process. And instead of following the traditional method, which might take a little bit of time that everybody thinks is available to you, here's how Caddyshack can help and get it done. Absolutely. The average timeline that I give people is uh, 18 months to 36 months. So uh, with Caddyshack, we've seen people do what we would say 18 months in six months. And you'll see that in like Laminar Security, Orca Security, Prosper Ops. If you ask any of those guys, hey, did Caddyshack help you? And they'll tell you, look, we learned a lot on our partner journey at Caddyshack from all the people that are in it. Okay, wait a second. You mentioned a bunch of other customers. Uh, are you getting sweaters and stuff inspired? Yes, and I'm, I'm getting like, swag uh, from all awesome, awesome, yeah. ops. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, Prosper with. Ops. We need uh, <laughs> we need uh, we need Prosper Ops sweaters for John. We need Laminar from John. Orca Security from Brian. So if you can just start bringing all the stuff <laughs> over to John, that'd be great. Oh, we'll set it up. So, Barless, is there anything you'd like to leave everybody with as we close it up? You know, just make sure that. Everything that you do with AWS, you have intentionality. You're not just going to be able to, you know, put your logo on things and expect that AWS is going to drop everything for your particular product. There's 10 other U's, no matter how unique you feel like your partner program is. There's 10 other companies that do exactly what you do. It all comes down to who's who's leaning the most into AWS and who understand the MBOs. The number one thing to being successful at AWS is creating a superpower statement and everyone says a superpower statement is, you know, I'm in security, I'm in endpoint security, I'm in business intelligence. That's just what you do. It's not your superpower. Your superpower is that one inch difference between you and your competitor and the AWS product that you're trying to replace, because everyone is, and a you. So if you can articulate that using MBOs for salespeople and how much AWS infrastructure you're increasing along with your product, you'll be successful every time but I find that most people do not do that. Nice, I like that. So Barless, thank you so much, man. Thanks for this having me, man. Been awesome. Yeah, and we'll, uh, you'll have the pictures of the boat uh, event today. And... Oh, shh, I'm gonna... don't worry. Those will be out before this video is okay, out, by the way. Well, I'll throw some in there. Sweet. All right, everybody, Barless, UJ, uh, co-founder of Caddyshack. Today we were actually talking about, you know, why are you only selling on AWS Marketplace? My name's been John Meyer, and from a distance, and this has been pretty cool here in San Francisco, don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and notify, because guess what? We're out of here. Thanks, buddy. Thanks.